All right. Well, welcome to True North Youth's official podcast, yes, yes. Youth After Dark. I am not Nick. <laughs> and I am not Brooke. <laughs> Definitely Nick? Not Brooke? Brooke? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, we're filling in for Nick and Brooke this yeah. week. Um, I'm Leanna. I'm the creative director here at Youth and Jay. I am Jay. I'm the tr- Summit Tribal Leader. That's right. Yeah. But so much more. Uh, yeah, you know. Hype I guy, mean, hype he guy. Was, he was my ministry assistant for like four years. Wow. Am I still not? Yeah, it got, yes. basically has a degree kind of. in working with Pastor Brian. True. <laughs> and he's graduating yeah. on Friday wow, from True North time. College. What's wow, up? Wow. Super excited. True North College, what up? Well, Jay's been mentioned in pretty much every podcast, but here you are <laughs> in the flesh. <laughs> I love Jay. Love Jay. I love Jay. He's been a part of our youth ministry for a long time. That's yeah. right. What was it 2015? 2016? Yeah, 2015? Yeah, 2015. Yeah. Yeah, so he's a Jersey. student leader, tribal yeah. leader, ministry assistant. We love Jay. Yeah. Love like All the rounds. Love this place. So. But, yes. Rookie debut, boys. Rookie, rookie debut. Rookie debut. Here we are. Um, fresh vibe on the podcast. But, yeah. as always, we're here with Pastor Brian, our youth pastor. And we are going to talk about tonight. Yeah. We just had yeah. a great night. Amazing night. Free crab fries. Oof. I mean, always brings the people out. Gets the people going. <laughs> crab walk, crab race, what up? I mean, crab all night. <laughs> <laughs> we had amazing. so many crab puns. Facts, facts. I love SCing with Jay. Don't ever think I want to. Some have said that we're the dream team. Oh, gosh. You know, Hall of Fame type <laughs> of people, but, you know, stats don't lie. Like, I what? can't. No, I cannot. Here, but <laughs> but uh, we had an awesome, that was an awesome tribal war. Yeah, definitely. We had a really good time. Ennis was, like, super crab at yeah, the end. Yeah, but Noah had, like, the, I think the 40-yard crab time history of Actual all Hall you know of Fame I mean? crab. It was pretty crab. Uh, he's pretty half quick. crab. <laughs> we decided. <laughs> crab man. But. Um, but it was an amazing night. Yeah. But with that, Pastor Brian, you went in on this message tonight. Sheesh. Went in. And it was a serious set of subjects. We were in a series called Foundations. Mm-hmm. And we are, it's a pretty lofty task here. Right. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the foundations of our Christian faith. Right. And tonight, you tackled three big ones. Sheesh. Social justice, what else? Yeah. heaven, what else? and hell. Gosh. I mean, not the lightest night. <laughs> like, I mean, a in. little heavy. Yeah. But I, I think it, it, you hit it all. It was, it was incredible. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot tonight. You felt it in the room a little bit. A little bit. But that's okay. Uh, they are massive issues, especially, I think, obviously, heaven and hell are doctrinally dogmatic orthodox what we believe basic foundational i think really important maybe not the most popular within culture and then uh, another one social justice which is very popular uh in culture and just to kind of give a synopsis of that idea i really don't know if i like adjectives before justice and i kind of went through Mm. a lot of them of like social political and economic environmental you know they're like biblically justice is justice is justice period right and wrong Um, And so tried to articulate that a little bit of the equal and opposite reaction, you know, the the scales, you know, lady justice. But speaking tonight on that idea of social justice, I think a lot of times Christians can be like, hey, how do we approach this? So like being slow to speak and quick to listen, I think using discernment, one of the things that I think is is really prevalent in our culture society today is that Christians just need to be like mindful of, you know, if you use an illustration of a train of what you're hitching to, right? And so are you hitching to things that are actually, 
you know, the opposite of the gospel wow. are actually like opposite of what Christians believe yeah. uh, morally of, like, you know, like I just think there needs to be discernment and like you don't need to rush to be the first person to make a statement on an issue. You're not the president. Right, Absolutely. Right? <laughs> you got, like, Your Instagram is not going to stop or change anything. Right. Relax. Like, be thoughtful. Use wisdom. Use discernment. Ask questions. Yes. You know, like, I, I think so often, like, we feel like we just need to, like, we need to be the first one out there to say it. And it's like, you know, that's like that idea. I didn't really hit on it tonight, but, like, of virtue signaling. Ooh. I need to make sure everyone knows I'm virtuous and I have it all together. It's got to be visible. It's got to be visible. You, you know, I want to make sure everyone knows where I stand on this issue because yeah. if they don't, they could. And it's like, I don't know if it's like insecurity yeah. or if it's like wanting to, to you know, obviously show your best and, and what you, you know, hey, this is who I am and I'm not that. And I don't I don't know what what's at the, you know, for at each individual motives right. Right. but i do think christians disease the need to use wisdom and discernment in a culture that is so many different causes so many different groups so many different when i say groups i mean the groups behind these causes yes. uh, different organizations that have doctrinal beliefs you know like these a lot of groups have like hey this is what we believe about these issues and like you as a christian just need to be mindful of hey like when I'm signing on to this or posting that or saying that, am I signing on to be a reflective reflection of something that is not of Christ? And so I just think Christians really need to use discernment and know that there is different ideologies out there, and a lot of them are uh, opposed to the things of God. Literally, like God yes. himself, have very uh, atheistic, progressive, um, you know, godless ideologies and Christians need to use discernment and and uh, wisdom on how they approach these things. And that yes. doesn't mean that we're silent. Right. That doesn't mean that we don't engage with issues. Right. You know, that doesn't mean that like we don't call like we don't call racism evil, wrong and sinful. Right. Spade's a spade. A spade is a spade. And, a it, and 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 you can get it from from each direction. You can get, you know, for saying something or not saying something. And it's like, why don't we just honor God? <laughs> keep it simple. Let's just honor Let's God. keep it yeah. simple. Let's yeah. honor God. Let's go, hey, you know what? This is what the Bible says. This is what we believe. This is where we stand. And so, uh, obviously, with that issue, it is a hot button issue. It is. Like I was saying, it is like the cold water on a hot day that our culture drinks. And it yes. is like, hey, it, it, it's very much, you know, and it's very much a part of our culture right now, especially with on social with on social media. And so, my encouragement to Christians is: use discernment, use the w wisdom, know the word of God, know where you know people stand, and and don't be afraid to speak up, and don't be afraid right. to think, and right. use wisdom, right. and be like, hey, I want to think think through these issues here. And I do, and I'll say this too. Here's where I struggle. The Christian's first reaction should be compassion. And empathy. It's so good. Not judgment, scorn, hey, well, they should have done Aggression. this. Aggression. Aggression. Yeah. De uh, defensiveness. Yes. Okay, let's like, before you get like your politically ideological lines, you know, of like, oh, well, I need to make sure I'm on the right team. Why don't you just like see people for people? 
Wow. I know that's wild. It's revolutionary. <laughs> right? And be like, hey, let me actually just like respond in compassion and empathy and realize like, hey, you know what? Maybe if like um, if that was somebody I knew who that who got killed in the street, like maybe I would want someone to have compassion yes. and empathy before yes. you start like going like, hey, let me grab, you know, my, my Instagram post ready to start, you know, popping yes. them off and getting yeah. people, you know, riled up. And it's like, wait a second, let's actually like show compassion, empathy, love. And let, like I said, let's be like slow to speak. And let's realize that people are people, whether you agree politically yes. with them or not, and be like, hey. Um, Jesus loves you. I love you. How are you doing? How are you processing this? Hey, you know what? Maybe right now it's not time for me to make a statement on an issue. Right. Maybe it's just time to love people. Right. And so, and that, like, I just think for, as a first response, that should be Christian's first response of going, hey, let me respond in compassion and love, love first. and humility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love first. And so, um, what did you guys think? What did you guys think after that? What did that you think, Jacquette? Fire tangent. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, no, I, I I love that. I mean, it's obviously prevalent in like today's world with every social thing. Um, but I love what, what he uh, the quote that you said. I had to write it down because I'm definitely not going to remember it. But it said justice. He said justice is a result of a transformed heart. Um, and I think my stance on like how everything goes on in the world. Um, I think as a Christian, I've always like ultimately just like. Have, I'm not like the perfect Christian, but like have been empathetic with that stuff. Like when, like you said, when, when people are dying and things are happening in the world and I'm like, I don't think I should just put my stance out. Let's just pray for the people and let's just yeah. be empathetic for the groups of people that are hurting. Um, so I think I was always just like feeling for people, not so quick to post, but just to feel and um, to have conversations. But um, to that, I think one of the biggest things we struggle with is that we can attack ideas without attacking people. Mm. Yeah. Right? Like, I think that's actually something that we can, like, like, so often we get in the vein. Like, anytime, like, I'm trying to think of uh, of an illustration here where, you know, it would be like somebody will say something, and I'll be like, man, I actually really disagree with that. Yeah. And instead of being like, hey, I disagree with that, your logic, your thinking, that worldview, I'll be like, yeah, but like the car you drive, you know, or like mm-hmm. the job, the, the, oh, how you spend your money. Or, or, or oh, I remember that one time you lied, you know, you gossiped yeah. or, or you cussed the other. Yeah. Oh, well, you weren't thinking that when you start and you start attacking the person and not the idea. And so, like, there are bad ideas in yes. society, in life, yes. in culture. Like, like, I don't think anybody listening to the podcast right now is being like, you know, who's crushing it right now? Russia. We just love Russia right yeah. now. You know, like, everyone's like, eh, it's probably not the greatest thing they're doing right now, right? You right. know, like, maybe, like, you know, their ideology, the way that they're leading their nation right now and the, the steps that they're taking, like, starting a war. I don't know if that's great. It's not the best. Probably but, not you know. the best idea. <laughs> I'm sure there's, like, one person listening being like, oh, oh really? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, just Sorry. super combative. Like, like I want to argue from? about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but I'm using that as an illustration. Like, it's just a point of being, like, like there are, like, North Korea, let's say, like, maybe like the way that they run their government and their political system yeah. like just zero democratic process or system like maybe that's not the best idea right like and and we can like disagree like there, there are bad ideas out there right and so i think for christians like understanding like hey we can att- like i think atheism is a really bad idea 
full stop. Yeah. Like I don't know if that's if that's great. It seems like it like you know super like progressive, godless. You know there needs to be no god within society. Like right. uh, I disagree with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, think I god mean, very frankly, much it would be. be hard to prove. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Some would say you'd have to be god to know there was no god. But right. <laughs> right. So. Um, and in that same vein, yeah. I think about it's the power of the like identity politics. It's that the cause becomes who you are. And we have to remind ourselves that people that don't know Jesus, they are going to cling on to something. And so they're clinging on to these identities, these ideas. And so when you say, hey, let's rethink this or, hey, I don't think that's great. They're thinking, oh, I'm not great. Oh, I'm wrong. But it's like, no, no, no. It's it's the idea. You are more than that idea. Man, that is such a good thought. That is like really a great thought. And it's. And let, let's throw it back on us. Yeah. We have to be secure enough for people to question our worldview. Yeah. Right? And so, like, one of the reasons why I wanted to do this was I want students to be able to step into their next season. Yes. A freshman in college, being in the workforce, mm-hmm. and be able to sit in a lecture mm-hmm. and have a professor really disagree with them. Yes. And be like, no, I think your worldview is dead wrong. Mm-hmm. And you have enough resource and kind of uh, biblical worldview and understanding to be like, oh, well, actually, and be secure enough to be able to take some criticism, take some ideas, and I think have a teachable spirit or at least be able to listen to what they're saying and be able to empathize and ask questions about what they believe. The foundations. Yeah. Foundations. I think <laughs> when, when me and Ed went to Pittman, um, we it, it sounds like the Webster's Dictionary of Diversity. You need to explain but yeah, that. What, well. what was Pittman? Yeah. What's going on? Oh, true. Take uh, so us back. I know, but they yeah, don't. Take <laughs> us back for the pod. <laughs> for the pod. So me and Ed actually had the opportunity to speak at Pittman High School. P-Town, what up? Like, they don't call it that. P-Town. Like, I, was, I, was like, <laughs> I swear. I have never heard. Owen Bolin told me to call it that. But Everybody likes like, Pittman. <laughs> uh, yes. So we spoke at Pittman, and it was really, it was Diversity Day, and we had the opportunity to, like, explain what diversity meant for us. Um, and Ed had this 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 concept we talked about it before we went um, that diversity is kind of being in a room full of people and not maybe essentially agreeing with everybody's perspective and position and religion um, but be able to love people and accept people um, and being in relationship with people while wow. maybe not agreeing with everything they're saying wow. so with yeah. every all these social causes um, I'm still I, like again like I said that one day where everything's popping off on Instagram and there's people I'm like oh snap like, I may disagree with you. You're still my friend. Like, right. I still love you. Right. And it's that foundation of, like, yeah, I'm a Christian first. Like, yeah, there's everything going on, but I'm going to love you regardless of your stance if we disagree. Um, and I think that's, like, That's I so diversity. massive, and it's such a good point to be, like, um, you're responsible for your spirit and your actions towards people. Yes. And so there may be people in your world who go, like, man, I really disagree with you, and they can't handle a relationship with you. Right. That's right. not on you. You do what you're supposed to do in loving them standing on your convictions, what you believe, what comes from the word of God. But ultimately, if they cut you off, they cut you off. Yeah. You're not cutting them Thanks. off. And I think there is a distinction there. We're going to move on. We do. We, uh, we do. didn't even talk about heaven or hell at all. Yeah. But we no. have to get in. We have three more topics here. But we will cover that more in our devotional. hey 21-day devotional. I believe next week will come out. Yeah, and both oh, well. thank you to the both of you for contributing. Appreciate that. Yes, it's, yes. It's coming together. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Cool. We're, we did our best. It. We yeah. did our best. <laughs> but we will be talking about those subjects in more depth through the devotional. Right. And a couple that we're going to talk about tonight, a few topics that we're not going to preach on, but we're going to talk about in the podcast. I mean, three heavy hitters as well. 
spiritual warfare. Hey, hey. Dating. Sheesh. Ooh, Sheesh. Dating. Yeah, I know y'all want to hear about that. <laughs> and purpose. Okay. So, okay. yeah, let's get it rolling. Let's get into it. Ephesians 6, 10 through 11. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Second Thessalonians 3, 3. But the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5, the weapons we fight with are not weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every uh, pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Um, we are in a spiritual battle. The Christian yes. predominantly is in, or I shouldn't say predominantly, is only in a spiritual battle. We have a spiritual enemy, and I think the idea that we have diminished a uh, spiritual reality so much in our culture and life, mm -hmm. and that we look at it, it's it's a weird dynamic because like spirituality is in in a way, rocks, stones, crystals, yeah, which all that the stuff, naturalism, like, right, yeah. which all those things I would say stay away from. You know, stones, crystals, um, zodiac, very mid, yeah, very mid, nope, more than nope, mid, nope, nope, it's not it. Yeah, it's not it. And so, but then when it comes to like Orthodox Christianity, it's like, oh well. But I, you know, I often said like when people say to me like, "Not to get all spiritual on you," I'm like, "Get spiritual." I mean, I'm a spiritual Go person. Yeah, this is what I do. I'm a spiritual person. So, um, so I do think it is it is a big thing. It's a it's a thing to know that we are engaged in and that we have a spiritual enemy. Uh, spiritual, and, and there are people carry different spirits, and uh, there is a demonic spiritual force that is against the things of God. And I love in that last verse there uh, how it said, um, "Divine power, our strongholds, we demolish arguments. Uh, we 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 demolish arguments." And so, oftentimes, um, like going back to that idea of worldview and ideologies, there are demonic, godless ideologies that get put forth, and so. Um, being able to go, hey, we are equipped within the spirit, within the knowledge of the word of God to deal with such arguments um, that may be, you know, godless or demonic. And so uh, there's a lot to that. I don't know if we have a whole lot to unpack there, but go ahead, Lee. Yeah, I think it's one of the things for us to focus on. I mean, constantly in scripture, Jesus is asking us to focus on the eternal. Yeah. Right. And in scripture, the eternal is described as being unseen. The seen things are temporary. The unseen are eternal. A spiritual warfare, a spiritual battle that we're in, it's an unseen thing. Right. And we need to have discernment. And I think it's something I wrote and I did the uh, devotional for this one. And it's like there's two extremes to it. Right. You can either pretend like it's not there or you can become obsessed with it. Mm. And so there's like this middle ground that we need to have. Discernment of like how much we need to hold that. Facts. But not in fear. Like. Yeah. The, 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 war, the war that we're talking about is one. Well, that's so great. But there's battles we're fighting. Yeah. And God is like, hey, here, fight that, this. That's such a great thought. And even how you hold that intention, because there are people that will be like, oh, well, that was just a spirit. <laughs> Demonic spirit got me. And I spilled my coffee. Right. The devil. The I'm like, dog, you tripped, bro. He knocked and, it out of my And, and here's, here's where I, 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 there's a tension in me. Yeah. Blaming everything on demonic spiritual things and then taking personal responsibility. Yeah. 
And so it's like you have to hold both those intentions to be yeah. like, hey, yes, there's a spiritual realm, there's spiritual warfare going on. And uh, yes, you still have personal responsibilities. There's consequences and, to actions. Right. And yeah. God will hold you accountable for your actions and what you do. Go ahead, Jay. Now, yeah, I mean, keep it uh, sweet and simple. Like, just be aware of it. Like, like you said, yes. there's, there's two extremes, but if you're not aware of it, it's like, Pastor Jesse said it before, like, it's like you're in a fight, but you don't know you're in a fight. Yeah. You're just going to keep getting jabbed, bro. Like, be aware that this is, this is a spiritual battle um, and fight it with Jesus. Like, if you're not aware, yeah. you're going to keep getting punched. Yeah, that put on the full armor of God verse in Ephesians 6. Uh, I would encourage you to go and actually, you know, the the breastplate of righteousness, the yeah. sword of the spirit, the helmet of salvation. I think knowing knowing the, those tools and, 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 and Paul gives us like, yes, you are in a fight. And yes, yes you have weapons to wage in the spiritual right. battle. Yeah. All right. Let's get to dating. I don't think I've ever read a verse from Song of Solomon at youth ever. No way. It but might be the untouched book. I tell you what, though, this verse I remember reading this like middle school, high school, and it was a it was a bit of a game changer. Wait, I'm so hundred percent. I'm excited. Song of Solomon two seven. Daughters of Jerusalem, I charge you by the gazelles and by the does of the field. Do not arouse or awaken love until it so desires. A massive verse. Everybody Ooh. breathe. Everybody breathe. <laughs> and it kind of is reflective of like when we talk about dating, the reason I pretty much am saying, hey, don't date in high school or middle school mm-hmm. because you're probably not going to get married in high school or middle school. Don't think you're illegally allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> and so what are we setting up here? What are we doing? Are we dating just so that someone gets hurt? No, we're dating because we like each other and it's fun. It's so fun. It's so vibey. Like, And I guess at the end of the day, it's like you just see heartbreak, hurt, pain, scars that get carried in probably because – People in middle school and high school aren't fully developed men and know how to treat women, and women don't know how they deserve to be treated. And so, you know, you just, being in youth ministry, you just see over and over again, heartbreak, you know, pain, you know, and you're like, man, that was so avoidable of like, hey, why don't you guys just be friends? And it's like so hard. Like, I know when I was in youth, like I would hear Pastor John say that or Pastor Katie, and I'll just be like. You know, like, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Like, um, but now looking back, I see the wisdom in it. I see it and I'm like, and and so there's the tension that we always talk about. I don't want you to shady date either. Yeah, that's much worse. That's much worse when there's no accountability and you just go off, you know, dating somebody and you're like, wait a second. Like, why don't, no, you don't. (laughs) Don't do it. Yeah. And so it's better, you know, to be like, hey, we're dating. We like each other. And it's like, okay. You know, hold, yeah. you know, have accountability. Talk to your crew leader. You know, be honest and open. Don't don't date in the dark where nobody can see. Right. Um, but ultimately, um, yeah, I would I would advise against dating in middle school and high school. I think um, poor re- relationship choices is one of the quickest ways that people get derailed. You'll just have someone that's like crushing it, and it's just like you can get caught up in that relationship so quick. Mm. All of a sudden, that person is gone. Yeah, 
they're not at church, they're not at youth, they're not coming, they're not doing wow, the things. Wow, wow, wow. And it's just they they got their heart was it was it was put somewhere else. You know, their focus, their intentions, all of that. It's it's really tough. And I remember someone saying that to me in high school and just being like, Hey, you gotta you gotta be you gotta be wise because this is one of those things that can really derail you. Mess you up, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's dangerous. Like I've talked to like some of my employees, um, and I'm like, yo guys, I'm not like a dating guru, but He's like, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna marry her. I'm like, bro, you've been dating her for nine months. You don't think, ah, like you said, it's like an inevitable heartbreak. Uh, so like, um, just chatting with people that like, it's like one question they've never answered. Like, do you think it's your person? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, bro, maybe not the best idea to keep dating her. But like, so like yeah. that inevitable hurt that like, if you're not going to like go for right, it, because you expose your heart. Scripture says, guard your heart above all else. Mm-hmm. And so what you're doing is you're letting somebody come in, have access to your heart emotionally, right. sp- uh, you know, a lot of times spiritually. And then it's like, then there's a disconnect. And then there's somebody, you know, there's so much like even going back to what you're saying of like, you know, you're figuring out your identity. Yes. And oftentimes you can try to find your identity in having a relationship with somebody else. Facts. And so mm-hmm. you're bringing in somebody to fill a void, to give you affirmation, approval, acceptance, to feel valued and loved. And all that comes from God. And a lot of that is still being developed and worked out, you know, in middle school and high school. And God is still working and speaking. And so, yeah, I just think it's a dangerous thing to to do. I would encourage people to, to be single, to love God, yeah. and just be middle school and high schooler. Yeah. You don't single need, people, what up? You don't need a boyfriend girlfriend to complete you. Well, sure. and it's like it's like an advanced friendship. Do you know how to be a friend? Like, do you know how to hold a friendship and go through the ups and downs? Like, are your friendships all really seasonal? Is it like only when it's convenient? But when you're in a relationship, when you eventually are in a marriage, like there's gonna be times when like it's hard and you're pushing through. Like, do you know how to reconcile? Do you know how to forgive? Do you know how to do all that stuff? Communicate with another human. I mean, if we're not with those basic skills, like a relationship's gonna wreck you. Right. Massive, massive, massive. All right, where does time go? All right, purpose. <laughs> First Peter two nine. But you are chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praise of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Uh, just massive. When we talk about purpose all the time here, of like you know your purpose. I guess as simple as it could be is to glorify God and make much of him. And the crazy thing about it is everybody has that purpose. And so as a Christian, you will do that by glorifying his love, his grace, his mercy, his kindness, his forgiveness, his love. If you're not a Christian, you will glorify that as his justice, his holiness, his His rightness, his righteousness. And so uh, you get the... the, the um, purpose the calling of making much of him and his love and his grace and his love sorry i'm just seeing mason mason you all right all right like, uh-oh something's wrong be honest did you think of bieber purpose oh. <laughs> did you so did 100%. you do this on purpose i mean no wait that wasn't a joke but that was funny purpose and justice we gotta we gotta get to the we q and a we don't to. have enough time we go don't. ahead you gotta do the bit this week Beaver, oh that's right well every week here at youth after dark we're gonna go over student questions you can text us if you have a question a thought a deep thought or even not a deep thought text us we have the number listed below ask it shoot us a text ask us and we will ask we'll try to it. answer it Sunday. yeah so let's start out with question one it's a doozy we're just diving in. Right into it. This week. I'm going to jump. 
based on the Bible, do we have fate or free will? During one of uh, the get-togethers, <laughs> Jesus hands bread to the person who will betray him, Judas, even before he thought of selling Jesus out. Along with the six plagues, how Jesus hardened his heart, Pharaoh's heart. Does Jesus decide our fate, leaving us little free will? It's a great question. It's been argued about for 600 years uh, since the Reformation. There's basically two, two schools of thought within Christianity. One comes from a guy named John Calvin. The other comes from a guy named uh, Jacob, uh, Jacobus Arminius. I think that's how you say his name. is. Let's just call him Jacob. Uh, Jacob. Arminius. Okay. And so, um, man, True North College. Let me give a quick plug. <laughs> the reason I love our college is Doc John is, I think, one of the best Bible teachers when it comes to this topic. He did his undergrad at Regent and his doctorate at Reformed Theological Seminary. Those are the two schools of thought. Literal schools. <laughs> yes. He's been in each school. <laughs> I would disagree. One of the reasons why I love is I think all truth is held in tension, right? And he holds the, this truth in tension so well. Doc John does. And so um, I, I think I would disagree with maybe some of, some of the wording and phrasing in this question. Yeah, um, it's a little pointed. Yeah. Uh, even Even before he thought, of selling Jesus out. I don't know if that's right. Um, it's not. Okay. <laughs> I was like, we're reading it. I'm like, that's We're talking about the Last right. Supper. It's not. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. Um, and then just the the fate or free will. Um, I, I think the sovereignty of God and free will of man, um, both ideas are in the Bible. Yes. I said ideas. Um, God's sovereignty is always tied to the will of his people. God's means is tied to the will of people. Meaning, God is always right. Yep. God is always sovereign. All right. We're on youth after dark. Here we <laughs> go. There is the permissible will of God, the perfect will of God. The perfect will of God is that all people would be saved. Yes. That all would be healed, right? You know, all that's per, permissible will of God is things that like, ha, like the permissible will of God always happens. The perfect will of God doesn't always happen. That's why people get sick and people die and there's yes. hurt and there's pain. Yes. And so what I know is that God is sovereign over it all. And so there's nothing that happens outside of God knowing about it. Right. God seeing it. Yes. God being able to use it mm -hmm. for his glory. That's kind of going back to that purpose question. Yes. Is that all things will glorify God in the end, whether it's his love, mercy, forgiveness, or his righteous, holy, and justice. So, you might be thinking, well, I'm more confused now. <laughs> That's good. Okay? Because we've... <laughs> So like I said, give us the answer. It's yeah, a deep, deep dive. It's like the, the deepest dive. And so, like I said, it's been argued for 600 years, legitimately yes. argued. Right. What I love, like I said, how I kind of started this, is that this truth can be held in tension. Mm. Actually, I think it's best that this truth is held in tension. Is going, because it, it's both. It's like, 
I pray because God's sovereign. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that's why I pray. Oftentimes, I hear people, well, why do I pray that if, you know, God's sovereign? No, that's why I do pray. Right? Because God's will is tied to our means. And so this is, like I said, this is like, go to True North College and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, you can learn m- way more about all of this and Dr. John will be able to teach you on it. But like I said, I, I, that is a very deep, deep theological question, it, how God works, how God deals with humanity, yes. the sovereignty of God. Like I said, there are these two schools of thought. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes people will lean one way or the other. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. But ultimately, this is a open-handed issue. This is not a close-handed issue. Yeah. This is not, I'm done talking to you forever. Right. right. That's not like Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, you know, Jesus perfect, yes. you know, sinless, virgin birth, things like that. Yeah. Back. There's like black and white, and then there's these things that are like tension. Uh, for debate. You it's can talk about it. Like yeah. I said, you can sit down with somebody who's going to have scriptures on one side yes. and then all scriptures on the other and it's hey how does this work in the meta narrative of scripture and god's mm-hmm. working with people and hey can we land somewhere and like i said i i think truth is held in tension yeah absolutely yeah and i think the sovereignty of god it's like it can be a tough thing to know that all things have passed through his hand especially when it's a hard thing a thing we didn't want to happen but it actually should be a comfort because nothing's out of his control Ultimately, we know that even when something doesn't look good, it's like, wait, but God's good and he's got this. It wasn't what I wanted, but like God's sovereign. He's good. Right. Yeah. And that that's where I think there's there's really there's so two ways to look at it. Right. Where a lot of people. But knowing the goodness of God. Yes. Going, no, God is good Mm -hmm. and he's still in control. Mm hmm. We got to we got to wrap here. We do. We do. So last thing, last thing. Why don't we have youth you twice a month? Bro, I've been saying that for years. Like, nah, like what? Well, <laughs> come to youth you. Just, you know. Just, why don't you just come on the one week we have it? It, Yeah. You know, if we Watch get maxed pod, out, we might have to go to two. Facts. You know? Absolutely. Bring your friends to youth you. Yo, second Wednesday of every every month. Yeah. Yep. Come on out. Youth you. Edward Hemmings III does a brilliant Edward. job. Edward, what up? What up, what up, what, what up? What a guy, what a pal. All right, yeah. wrap it. We're wrapping it. Well, hey, youth, thanks for joining us for episode eight of Youth After Dark. We had a deep dive type deep, of podcast tonight. Dive, um, make sure you share with a friend, uh, send it to a friend. Next week at Youth, Wacky Wednesday. Yeah. If you're matching, you ain't doing it right. Bring my best fit. Bring your best, aka worst. Yeah. And we're also having a cereal bar because we're being extra wacky. So, Cereal Bar next week. And we will see you at church on Sunday and at Youth next week. We love you, Youth. Be blessed. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is the best cereal. Hey, church, True North Youth is happening on Wednesday nights right here at our Mullica Hill campus at 7 o'clock. It's from 7 to 8.30, and uh, we really want to cultivate an environment 
of just relationships and encouragement right here at youth. So no matter where your student finds themselves during the week, whether they have a, a good week at school or a bad week at school, where they're struggling in sports or wherever they may find themselves, they can come in on a Wednesday night and experience some encouragement, some hope, some peace that they can come in during praise and worship and have a God encounter. And we really believe that when they come into youth on a Wednesday night, they're gonna leave changed, empowered, and encouraged. So we would love to host your students here at youth seven o'clock right here at our Molokai Hill campus. We would love to see them out.